Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And I am so delighted today because we have a repeat guest on, and I love it when we get to talk to people more than once because, first of all, it's fun. You know, I wouldn't have them back if I didn't have a great conversation. But more importantly, it means they have so much knowledge to share. And so please join me in welcoming Mitchell Levy back to our program again. Welcome, Mitchell. (laughs) Deb, it is always a pleasure to spend time with you. I know. We always have so much fun. Um, So, you know, for people who don't know who you are, let me tell just a little bit about you and then we will jump into this because we're going to cover some pretty important topics today and we want to make sure to get it all in. So global credibility expert Mitchell Levy is a TEDx speaker and international best-selling author of over 60 books. You can see one back there um, behind his shoulder. His superpower, (coughs) excuse me, is extracting the genius from your head in a three-hour interview so that his team can ghostwrite your book, publish it, distribute it, and make you an Amazon best-selling author in four months. He's an accomplished entrepreneur who has created 20 businesses in Silicon Valley, including four publishing companies that have published over 850 books. He's provided strategic consulting to over 100 companies and has been chairman of the board of a NASDAQ-listed company. Mitchell has been happily married for 30 years and regularly spends four weeks in Europe with family and friends. I'm guessing you didn't get a go this year yet. I was going to say that <laughs> that was uh, pre-COVID. We, I know. We were disappointed. We It was Antwerp was where we we're going to spend oh. uh, a month this summer and uh, had to unwind that. It'll make it very special when we do get to travel again, um, you know. And and but you know that kind of brings me to what we're going to talk about because we're not able to meet people like we used to. We're not going to business meetings. We're not you know going to to trade shows, conferences, things like that. A lot of what we're doing is online, and so we're having to approach how we are positioning ourselves in a very different way. And you work with people on how to become, well, you're the the global credibility expert. You know, I mentioned that at the start. So what is, I mean, why do people even care about credibility? What what does it even mean? (laughs) That's a great question. uh, The short answer is simply there is, let's see, I'm trying to, how do I make a short answer? Short answer is important. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So we got an hour. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you, you can't actually be in business. You can't be successful right. unless you're credible. Mm-hmm. And so let me expand. So here's what's interesting. We now, because everyone has one of those cameras and one of these microphones, mm-hmm. what that means, that's great for you. Guess what it also means? You have competitors from around the world who have right. much different price points and much different go-to-market strategies. Mm-hmm. And so the important part is 
people, when they see you, if they get lucky enough to see you and how are they going to see you, they're going to stumble upon you somewhere in social mm-hmm. media. Mm-hmm. When they see you, they've got to see that you're credible enough in solving the problem that they have so that they're like, wait, I want to talk a little bit more with mm-hmm. Deb. That's mm-hmm. important to me to make that happen. And if you're not credible, if you don't display yourself credibly, you have so much competition that you'll just mm-hmm. be completely ignored. Mm-hmm. And so credibility is that thing that happens when you're in the physical world. What often happens when you shake somebody's hand, you know, uh, we did a book, we Texans do business with mm-hmm. a handshake. When you shake somebody's hand, you looked in the eye, you could feel whether or not they're credible or not. And, and when they say, and tip, Typically, people have this reputation. They, they do what they say they're going to do. Mm-hmm. That's great. Now, what happens when you don't get to look somebody in the hand right. and you see them through some sort of social mm-hmm. media? Well, in that particular case, if, if you don't present yourself in a way that feels the same way if you do it physically, mm-hmm. then you, once again, people won't see you. Right. You know, and, and I think a lot of people struggle with it, especially on social media, because we're all told we have to be authentic, which is true. I mean, you know, and I say that with the tone, but, you know, we, we, can't, we can't be fake is maybe more, more what, what, you know, but people aren't quite sure what being authentic means. And they also think being authentic in many cases means they can do or say whatever they want. They can tweet whatever they want. They can post on Facebook, whatever they want. You know, all of these various things. And of course they can. I mean, there's nothing that says they can't. Well, you know, I mean, Twitter will remove posts and Facebook will remove posts if it's, you know, a, a falsehood. But, you know, if you're just saying your opinion, you know, that's, that, that's a, you know, that's there. But I think so many people don't realize that they're damaging their credibility in many cases when they're just so kind of out there. And, and it doesn't matter if you're a millennial, a baby boomer, whoever. I mean, you know, I, I think it, 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 it falls to everybody. So, what I, so the answer is yes. And, and here's, here's probably the best way to think through it. I have a phrase that came out. of So, so I just wrapped up 500 interviews on credibility. So mm-hmm. there's the, the book called Credibility Nation um, is out uh, on October 8th. And the, a, Summit on October 9th and 10th uh, is absolutely something I want you to go see. Cool. And part of what came out of the interviews initially was very simple. It's that first question. It's the most important question Mm -hmm. because to answer, to to be able to address what you're talking about, what I want to say, it's all within context. Mm -hmm. So the first question that I give is, what is your CPOP? What is your customer point of pain? Mm -hmm. So let me go back to the definition of that in a second. And let me just say, to answer your question, if you understand who your customers are, you understand the pain point you're solving, mm-hmm. then where, where you're authentic is you're authentic along the lines of things that are within the framework of what your customer base wants to see. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, if, if you were solving one issue, but everything you did on social media and everything you're talking about was another one that was just completely different, mm-hmm. well, that's not credible. Right. If you were uh, being very strong in your political views. Mm -hmm. Well, that may uh, allow you to make half of your, assuming your your customers are Mm -hmm. 50-50, that may make half of your customers Mm -hmm. unhappy with you. Mm -hmm. And as long as you're comfortable with that, 
as long as you recognize right. that mm-hmm. everything you do mm-hmm. is about how you're seen in the eyes of the people who care mm-hmm. about you. Mm-hmm. And who, who cares about you? Family and friends. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, your families and friends don't care, assuming you're doing things within the whatever the law mm-hmm. would say is appropriate. Mm-hmm. So now we're talking about prospects and customers. Mm-hmm. And so you want to live within the framework that you're comfortable living mm-hmm. for your, your prospects and customers. So they need to see you have an opinion. They need to see mm-hmm. right. that you're good at what you do. They need to see that you're credible. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they need to see that you're authentic. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are just some things that, you know, um, what you ate for dinner, um, where you ate for dinner may not be relevant. However, if you ate with somebody who is very cool in particular, mm-hmm. and that person would, would have a positive effect on your audience, then it's worth right. posting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and you know, the, the tricky thing comes in when people say, well, you know, I'm professional on LinkedIn, but you get the personal side of me on one of the other social media platforms. And, you know, I love that you're shaking your head because that's my reaction too, is no, you know, you, you might try to separate the two, but it's very difficult. Um, you know, it was interesting. I was talking with a friend of mine on Facebook who I actually know out in the real world, but we show dogs. She shows dogs, we show dogs. And so that's how we know each other is the dog show world. And that's pretty much all she posts about on Facebook. That's great. I love seeing pictures of her dogs. But I finally said, what do you do for a living? Because she never posts about it. Certainly not on Facebook. And I've never looked her up on LinkedIn. And when she told me, I was like, oh my God, you are a perfect person that I need to be talking to. Um, you know, and, and so just think if I had alienated her with what I was posting on my personal space on Facebook. And so that's kind of the, you know, and again, you can use the platforms anything, any way you want, but you just always have to be conscious of the fact that those worlds often totally overlap. And then here's what's really interesting. If there's somebody who you're thinking about, so you didn't think about her as a, as a client or as, no, a, she was or a dog as, a, show as someone who would mm-hmm. s- uh, solve some problem for you, right? So what happens when you meet somebody mm-hmm. and or you get introduced to somebody, mm-hmm. the first thing somebody does is they go to Google and they Google your right. name. Mm-hmm. Well, LinkedIn spends more money than most of the social media companies and your name and their platform will pop up. Right. So question, what do they see? Mm-hmm. Now, 99.5% of LinkedIn profiles actually suck. Right. Right. And we know that. so and yeah. what do they see? If they see mm-hmm. something that looks like a resume and there's mm-hmm. no, there's no personality, mm-hmm. right. there's nothing that says, hey, this is somebody who... Mm-hmm. Like, what if there are 10 people who could solve the same thing you do? Now, maybe you're significantly better, but you don't show that in your, in your mm-hmm. LinkedIn profile. Well, if there are 10 people and three of them's profile looks significantly better than you, you're going to be one of those seven that gets thrown out, mm-hmm. and then the person's going to talk to the right. three. Mm-hmm. So Even what is if your they job? know you yeah. personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and it's amazing. I mean, you know, you and I have talked LinkedIn numerous times. It's not difficult. And, and I'll be the first one to say, I need to update my own profile, you know, where the, the cobbler Actually, with the, you did the kids. Say that in the green shoes. room right before we started. I know, <laughs> I know. You know, and, and um, but it, it's easy to have a good professional profile. I shouldn't say easy, you know, but, but you should have. And, you know, I went to somebody's profile just today, somebody who is a good business contact, I really need to connect with no photo. 
So right there, oh, oh. her credibility went down because oh, no, no, no. So I let me, thought, let me, let me, let me actually, I have a super strong opinion on that one. Mm-hmm. I have a phrase that came out of the interviews. I mean, mm-hmm. At one point in time, we're going to talk about cred dust, but let's talk about cred crud. Mm-hmm. Cred crud uh, and, and given uh, our conversation about the dentist, right. um, cred crud is sort of like plaque on your teeth. Mm-hmm. There are these things that you do that hurt your credibility, mm-hmm. but they only hurt them slightly. So for instance, right. if you go to somebody's website and the, the copyright at the bottom is not done right, or the date is a couple right. years old. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's a publisher and the date's a couple years old, what do you think about the publisher? Are they still not, functioning? Not a lot, right? And so not having your photo on your LinkedIn profile is cred crud times a thousand. Mm-hmm. If I don't know you yeah. and I get to your profile and it doesn't have your picture, mm-hmm. I will eliminate you from right. even oh, any I, expression. I almost always will never period. connect. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and I'm going to add to that and say, and it needs to be a current photo. You know, I love going to somebody's <laughs> now, now that said, you know, we've all kind of had the COVID hair thing going on, especially women who might have, shall we say, as, as my husband says, enhances the color of our hair. So some people look a little bit different right now. Um, but you know, it, it does need to be a fairly current picture. I mean, I always tell people, if I walk up to you in Starbucks, I want to be able to look at your LinkedIn photo and be able to know who you are. Um, you know, so have a current photo it needs to be, you know, it doesn't have to be professionally taken, but it needs to look professional, um, you know, and, and so there's a lot of things. But yeah, I mean, it's just when I saw that she didn't have a picture, every bell in my head went off. And I mean, that was just and, and I, I now I did go. I needed to look at this person. I mean, but normally I would have been gone just like that. I wouldn't have paid any attention. So so I. uh one of the things that came out of the, the interviews is simply that when you meet somebody and you have the time to talk with them, people generally are pretty powerful and pretty robust and they have really nice personalities. Mm-hmm. And, and then you looked at their LinkedIn profiles and I did. And, they, and most of them, as I mentioned, were pretty crappy. Right. So, I, so I created this course mm-hmm. on how to put credibility in your LinkedIn profile. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that I talk about is what is that first impression? Right. So, so you you mentioned um, one of three things I look at as part of the first impression, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, photo is one, mm-hmm. and and one that is uh, current, absolutely. the The other two things I look at is your tagline, mm-hmm. and I look at the f- the image that's on the on the top of the screen. The right. Banner. The 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 billboard. And kind of. mm-hmm. so many people have left it to be the generic. Right billboard. Mm-hmm. And now I would say that's cred crud. Mm-hmm. That's not cred crud times a thousand. Right. right? It's so just kind of a yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. here's what's interesting. The, probably the first, other than a picture, first thing I get gravitated to, then I look at the mm-hmm. tagline and I want the tagline to be the person's CPOP, mm-hmm. right. the customer point of pain. Mm-hmm. So so do you mind if I talk about that just for a little sure, bit? Sure, sure. And, and I'm going to actually open mine up because I changed my headline last week. And it's not a CPOP. It's a brag statement. So I want to ah. talk about how this might differ. So, so yeah, go ahead while I, I open oh, my profile. And I'm actually, this is one of those things. I often say CPOP. And what I'll say on a CPOP 
CPOPs are typically that customer point of pain mm-hmm. that your customer is experiencing. Right. It can also be an aspirational statement. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So, mm-hmm. so my, my CPOP, so CPOPs are typically one to 10 words. Mm-hmm. They're one to three seconds. Mm-hmm. Here's what's important to think about. They're shareable, memorable, and begs a question, tell me more. Mm-hmm. So if the brag statement is something that somebody would actually type in the LinkedIn search engine, mm-hmm. I'm looking for somebody who, and then right. they type in your brag statement, mm-hmm. then that's okay. Cause mm-hmm. that's really what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And what typically happens is when I first look at that LinkedIn profile, I want to see, I want to see that tagline. Mm-hmm. I want the image, the banner image to mm-hmm. reinforce that tagline. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and yours says, and, and it's, it's interesting because it's just statements, like, like you said, that people would type into LinkedIn so or Google. Um, global credibility expert, credibility evangelist, thought leader, Show host at Mitchell Levy. Yeah, mine needs to be mine needs to be updated. Well, and LinkedIn just doubled the amount of space we have, so that's the that was why I was thinking, ooh, can I update mine? So mine says, um, and I really did. I just changed this last week. Relationship builder with over twenty years of experience, thousands of connections, and over six hundred business podcasts. I show you how to connect with the right people. Now nobody's going to type that in a search engine. No, I, I don't mind it. It's but, it's it's a little bit more of your value proposition, mm-hmm. right? Right, and you. So maybe you, that should go to my my be the first thing in my about statement. You absolutely. Oh my God, that's mm-hmm. exactly your about mm-hmm. statement. Um, and by the way, thanks for pointing out my because clearly I'm I'm a cobbler and haven't because my my C pop is humans that want to be seen as credible. Mm-hmm. Right. So that mm-hmm. absolutely needs to be. I know that's in my banner, mm-hmm. but that's if it's not in my tagline, then I need to update that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, because part of what when you're your CPOP when we were on the air mm-hmm. was something different. Do you, do you remember what that was now? I, I don't. But I know you've got it handy because um, and because we were talking about LinkedIn and, and um, you know, it was it was in, I, you know, I was I was very honored to be one of the, the people that you did, you know, these these big interviews of. And but it was so much fun because I, you know, we kind of think as about our CPOP, but we never really develop it. And so I had a lot of fun working with you to develop mine. Oh, I, I enjoyed it, too. And let me let me say what's really interesting are those people who have figured out that once you know your CPOP, once you know your customer point of pain, Mm -hmm. um, you can't, it's hard to forget. I mean, when you know it and it resonates, Mm -hmm. right? So I'll say what yours is, but maybe it doesn't 100% resonate yet. Mm -hmm. Because those that do, they've went back to their website and updated Mm -hmm. their website. They went to their LinkedIn, updated their LinkedIn. They went, they, they had an aha They do it off the top of the head. They've had articles written about what Mm -hmm. their now CPOP Mm -hmm. is. and, And all of a sudden, it, it's sort of the best way to think about a CPOP, it's your compass. Mm-hmm. Because CPOPs are shareable, memorable, and begs a question, tell me more. Mm-hmm. So the, what you and I came up with was um, C-suite execs who know they need to use LinkedIn and are clueless. Mm-hmm. Simple, easy. And, and so there are probably... If you think about it, there may be other things people type in. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure a C-suite exec would say... I'm clueless about right. using LinkedIn, mm-hmm. right? So you have to think about what is that thing? Mm-hmm. So for you, here's one of the things that are really cool. Mm-hmm. You could do a survey 
on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So write an article. Mm -hmm. Hey, got interviewed by Mitchell Levy. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's what the CPOP came in, but I don't think people are going to be typing Mm -hmm. this stuff in. Here are three or four different ideas that might, what do you think? Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Or you could use a survey tool and mm-hmm. there's a bunch of different tools mm-hmm. that are that are worth doing. And and then what happens, it's that. What ha- when when your prospects see you and they're adding value to mm-hmm. how you present yourself, mm-hmm. well, then they feel like they have a vested interest to use you as a right. as a <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> as mm-hmm. a customer. Right. right. So. Right. You know, and as you said, my CPOP obviously didn't resonate quite enough because I couldn't remember what it was. So, you know, and, and, and I didn't go through and, and change everything. I, and so, yeah, I need to go back and, and revisit that. And it is something that everybody has. You know, whether you're an employee of a big company, you know, you still have people that you're working with. You know, but more importantly, as a small business owner or an entrepreneur, I mean, you really have to know what that CPOP is in order to, to be serving, you know, the, your, your customers in the best way possible. Hey, Deb, what about just C-suite execs struggling with LinkedIn? Hmm. Should I put a question mark? Or are you a C-suite exec struggling with LinkedIn? Ooh. See, I'm writing that, this down. That's a great question that also incorporates your CPOP because you can then say, you just take the, when people ask mm-hmm. you your stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting one. That that actually would be, that's worth thinking thinking through. Yeah. And, and but, but ask a bunch of people, mm-hmm. like go back to your past clients right. and say, how would you describe mm-hmm who you were, if mm-hmm. you typed into, link, into LinkedIn or Google, mm-hmm. that pain point you had before you and I started mm-hmm. talking, what would you type in and see if any, right. for anything pops mm-hmm. up that would be right. relevant. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and it really does, as, as you were saying, it needs to be that thing that everybody thinks of when they think about you. I mean, you know, they're going to, you know, if, if somebody says, you know, tell me about Mitchell, oh my God, he's the global credibility guy. And, and of course, then it does, people go, well, wait a minute, what's credibility? That, so that, that automatically just kind of leads to that. And it was funny because I mentioned that, you know, they've, they've expanded the length that LinkedIn gives you for your headline. Just because they've given us more space doesn't mean we need to fill it up. <laughs> no, but I, I was struggling to fit it all in, obviously. And mm-hmm. so I, I need to update that, right? Yeah. So it's it's interesting, but you know the we we've talked about cred crud. So what is cred dust? Because I love this concept. Yeah, it uh, cred dust is stuff that we actually do all the time, and that mm-hmm. is when you share somebody else's credibility. Mm-hmm. So cred dust is that sparkle that happens to both you and the other person when you're sharing their credibility. Okay. You having me on my on your show, mm-hmm. you talking to me and putting me in that limelight to your audience, you're actually sprinkling cred dust on me. Mm-hmm. And so the the interesting part is I was kind of shocked at how many people don't do that. Right. And in fact, 40% of the people I interviewed did not share their own episode. Hmm. Right? Which is kind yeah. of interesting. Mm-hmm. Right. It's mm-hmm. and 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 the only thing I could say is that what I can imagine is people just have not been educated appropriately, mm-hmm. right? The, the, 
the thing is when you're on somebody else's show, so for, let's go back to the old days, ABC, NBC, CBS, three stations. Mm-hmm. When you were able to get on a show like Oprah or be on Johnny mm-hmm. Carson, even going oh my gosh. way back, right? You told the world. You, you told the world and, and how those companies did business, how the broadcasters did business, mm-hmm. they had people paying how they were funded mm-hmm. were the commercials. Right. Right. So if you got if you got on the air, like your business would take off like gang fire. Mm-hmm. All right, let's fast forward. Everyone has a camera, everyone has a microphone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deb Deb Creer is spending money. You're spending money to create your own show. Mm-hmm. So you inviting me onto the show, you're doing me a favor. You're spending money on me. Mm-hmm. Right. So the best at the least I can do is thank you. Right. Uh, by the way, you'll be surprised at the number of people who didn't thank me just to have mm-hmm. them on their show. Right. Mm-hmm. So you didn't thank me. Uh, I mean, you 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 can thank somebody, but also you should be sharing the content mm-hmm. because when I'm sharing the content, yeah, I'm sharing stuff about me, but I'm also telling my audience about you. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm we sharing uh, cred dust back mm-hmm. and any professional speaker, you've seen people when they're on stage if there's somebody really powerful in the audience, they're going to bring, oh, look who was able right. to make it to mm-hmm. my event, right? But but the thing is what they're doing, they're spreading cred dust. They're mm-hmm. hoping that the, the magic that happens by them sharing that person's name comes back to reflect mm-hmm. on them. And it's a much more beautiful way to live if we share other people's mm-hmm. cred dust. Right. You know, and, 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 and it is amazing when you, know, you, you do a program. And, and I would guess more than 40% don't say anything that we see. Now, I might just not see it. So, you know, they, they, don't, they don't mention it. And then there are some that, you know, mention it so many times, I'm like, holy schmoly. Um, but, but, yeah, it's, you know, and, and we make it easy. You know, we say, here's, here's what you can type, you know, cut and paste, you know, and, and you know, and, and so, and, you know, we all get busy. I mean, when I've been on other people's programs, I'll realize, oh, my gosh, I forgot to do that. So, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things. But, it is. It's you know. It it's an easy thing to do, is to be sharing that. Um, you know, and 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 it's just it's good karma. Maybe is is the, one of the easy things to to say about it because you're you're bragging about somebody else or at least promoting somebody else. You're kind of promoting yourself too, but you're not saying, "Look at me! Look at what I just did." It's you know. It's it's done in a different way. I I agree. I, I looked up the number. This is interesting. It's sort of like when you open the door for somebody, mm-hmm. right? And they walk through it. Now, all this stuff is pre, pre-COVID, right? So right. when you open the door for somebody, um, you kind of want people to say thank you. Oh, yeah. Right? And you I noticed that Because somebody right? was struggling with stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. only 80%, 86% of the people I interviewed said thank you. Wow. Which is still a, a good number, but that means 14% mm-hmm. of the people didn't say thank you. Right. Right. Like, like, I don't get it. How did your mom bring you up? Yeah. And even if they didn't think it went well or, you know, whatever, it's still, like you said, how did your mom bring you up? Your mom would have said, now you say thank you. <laughs> now you might not have gushed about it and said, oh my gosh, you can't wait to do it again. But still it would have been, you know, hey, thanks for, for doing that. I agree. So let me give you another stat, which is kind of shocking. Mm-hmm. This is really shocking. Twenty-three percent of the people who came to the interviews came late. Whoa! And of that, four mm-hmm. percent came after the hour. 
So way so, late. So so think about this. Because mm-hmm. I had a live show, mm-hmm. right? So right. just so you know, I was sitting on I was sitting on your queue. I think I I read that it wasn't live. I was still there eight minutes early. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And 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 what was fascinating to me is I have a live show. Mm-hmm. You're being interviewed by the global credibility expert on your credibility, mm-hmm. and you think it's credible. 23% of people think it's credible to come late, and 4% thinks it's credible to come after the hour for a live <laughs> show. Mm-hmm. And when you hear that, mm-hmm. you're like, how could anyone do that? Mm-hmm. And, and, and yes, the question is, yes, how can mm-hmm. anyone do that? And once again, what I'm going to argue is that we just haven't been brought up properly. Right. Mm-hmm. We've been brought up as part of the industrial age, that we mm-hmm. need to fit in as many meetings in a day mm-hmm. as possible. Mm-hmm. And we go from meeting to meeting. And once mm-hmm. one meeting gets late, right, oh, yeah. everything it, gets it late. It just snowballs. Mm-hmm. Well, here's here's what credibility, part of credibility is showing respect to the mm-hmm. person you're interacting with. Mm-hmm. And showing respect means coming early, mm-hmm. being prepared, and coming with your heart. Right. And so if you come late to a meeting, particularly a, a, a live recording. Okay. That if you're a host and you're doing a live show and the person mm-hmm. comes after the hour, oh. like you're frantic. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Late, you're thinking way, I've screwed up. What am I going to do? Yada, yada. Absolutely. Late. I've defined as three minutes to zero mm-hmm. is you're late. If you're mm-hmm. three minutes before the hour, you're, you're already late. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so on time is between uh, nine minutes and, mm-hmm. and four minutes. Right. Right. And then early is is 10 minutes before. Mm-hmm. Right? So I was on time to your meeting, but but I knew we were just we were we were uh, setting it up. Right? Mm-hmm. So the it's just shocking to me how let's say you get lucky enough that your salesperson or by the way, if just to be clear, if you are in business today, mm-hmm. you're a salesperson. Yes. You're okay. selling so, something, even so, if it's just so, yourself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so now, shouldn't you show respect to the person you're trying to sell stuff to? Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. That mm-hmm. means coming early. Mm-hmm. Uh, that means being prepared. That means uh, Googling their name, mm-hmm. looking at their LinkedIn profile, mm-hmm. having ideas of how you might be able to mm-hmm. serve them, not about what you're going to sell mm-hmm. them, serve a different S yes. word, how you mm-hmm. can serve them before you walk in the room. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do that, Here's the big question I want to ask you. Why did you set up the meeting in the first place? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it's funny because I do think that there's too early. You know, my mother's one of the too early people. You know, she shows up before you're really ready. Um, but, but, she's, you know, but she did teach me, you go early. Um, you know, even if you're sitting in your car or whatever. And, I mean, that's one of the things that, that, that I tell people is that, that early gives you that time to kind of regroup and, and collect yourself. Um, you know, I, I was sharing before the program, I had an emergency dental appointment this morning and I got there early. I wasn't sure if I could go in. I mean, you know, good old COVID here. And, but I was there early enough that I sat there for a couple minutes, checked my, my email one last time because I was going to turn it off for, you know, at least an hour. And, and so I composed myself before I went in. You know, and 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 you know, and and then and you know, luckily I could could go right in. I didn't have to jump through any COVID hoops. But you know, it's it is something where you you more than anything, it's as you said, we're showing respect for that person. Um, I tell people, you know, what you really want to do is at least five minutes. You know, that's that's kind of my thing. And and especially when you're having to check technology. I mean, you know, what happens if something's not working? 
hopefully during that five minutes, you can get your camera on, your, your speaker going, all that stuff, because you don't want to be doing that when you're supposed to be actually doing the interview or having the meeting. I agree. Yeah, you know, and, and, and now that, you know, we've got so many things that are online, it's, you know, it, it's, it is just imperative to, to be doing that. Um, you know, uh, well, and, but here's, here's, what's, here's what you have to think about. If, you, if Zoom is the place you're meeting and you haven't Zoomed in a while, mm-hmm. you have to assume that Zoom has an update. Right. Mm-hmm. So you can't wait to the, the, to, the time mm-hmm. of your talk mm-hmm. to actually try to right. get on Zoom. Because it's going to make Unless you Unless you're doing do it every day, get mm-hmm. on Zoom ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had people try to sell me. And, and by the way, I'm one of those guys that this wasn't always me. I used to be like mm-hmm. everyone else. I get mad when somebody, you know, un, when solicitors knocked on my door, whether it's my physical door or my mm-hmm. online door. And, but nowadays I actually, I want to see how people carry themselves. Mm-hmm. I want to see how people sell mm-hmm. because there's always a potential for a partnership with whoever I'm interacting with. Mm-hmm. So those people who, who have those really, I don't accept them all. I'm probably more like 20% of those people who just randomly just sell stuff. Mm -hmm. But every now and then the pitch is interesting enough. And I go, yeah, sure. I'll make time with you Mm -hmm. as long as it's mutual. Right. Right. So I use those words. So, Mm -hmm. so here's, what's interesting. I often, when I'll look at somebody's LinkedIn profile, I'll look at their website. Mm -hmm. And if it's not clear, if they did not say in the meeting, what they wanted out of the meeting, Mm -hmm. I'll make a guess at Mm -hmm. what, what they want. Mm -hmm. And and occasionally, I just don't know. Because, mm-hmm. listen, if you got a half hour of my time, you have a half hour of my time. Mm-hmm. At the end of the half hour, I want to make you smile. In this case, you have 58 minutes. Mm-hmm. I want to make you, you and your audience smile at the right. end of 58 minutes. So the question becomes, um, how do I make you smile? Mm-hmm. So I have a very interesting model that I use. It's called the input-output diagram. And what, in order to make you smile, I, if, if that's the expected output, I need to understand what I need to do to make you smile. Mm-hmm. And, and the input is typically you and I. So if right. I'm looking at your LinkedIn profile and mm-hmm. I'm looking at your website and I'm seeing who you are mm-hmm. and I, I know I want to make you smile, but if I don't know what you want to accomplish in a meeting, what I often will ask people after covering the weather mm-hmm. is what would be a great output up from you mm-hmm. for us to have this meeting? Mm-hmm. Right, because at the end of the day, I want to be able to achieve that output. Right. Now, what I have to say is, it's kind of a, it's kind of an open trap that I let people walk into mm-hmm. and and sort of be silly, because I've actually had people say, "Well, I want to tell you more about me so I could sell you my product." Right. Though so they might say it a little differently, but that's exactly what they're doing. And mm-hmm. and. Actually, I've had somebody actually say those words. Um, but yes, honest. I mean, and, 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 and no, and that was that was valuable. So he still got my time, but the meeting didn't go the way he thought it would. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, you can't you can't do that. You, right. I mean, you could do it, but you're not going to be successful. Mm-hmm. Success is about making sure that you have a relationship with a person on the other line, that you're giving them value mm-hmm. and you have to give value first before you could actually even expect to receive mm-hmm. anything. Right. So 
anyhow, I, I, when that happens, um, uh, we have a fun conversation, but I talk about what would get me interested because there are many cases where I actually, ca- I cared about your service, but I'm not interested in this until right. you can come back to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then I go, what do you know about me? Right. Mm-hmm. And they, oh, I haven't looked at you. I want you to tell me. I said, so wait a second, Mm -hmm. as busy as I am, Mm -hmm. and you have 30 minutes of my time, Mm -hmm. you didn't take the time to actually look at me ahead of time Mm -hmm. so that I, I, Mm -hmm. we could have a much more robust conversation. Mm -hmm. I I go, you know, if you get people who are busy, you're, you don't have time for that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So anyhow, I I, I would say what you got to recognize if you're in business today is that the person on the other end, they're, they're a human. Mm-hmm. They've got a lot of stuff going on in their lives. They want to be as successful as possible. And when, when necessary, they want to press the easy button. Mm-hmm. Right. So your job um, is to make sure that you can go through life trying to press an easy button. Mm-hmm. And how do you do that? Well, you know, if you look at somebody ahead of time and, and you go like for you, dad, there are so many people I bump into who have just crappy LinkedIn profiles but you not need to make it easier for me to recommend you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and what happens when people take the course and they say, hey, can you do our LinkedIn profile for us? That's not my business. That's not right. my service. Mm-hmm. I, I want experts like you. I mm-hmm. can refer them to, right? So you just mm-hmm. need to make that easy. And, right. and I would say that's for, for you, whoever you are. Your job is to make it easy for mm-hmm. people to, to see you, like you, trust you, and mm-hmm. recommend you. Right. And that's going back to the CPOP, mm-hmm. that customer point of pain. What is it that you do mm-hmm. that when somebody says, "Man, I gotta, I gotta use LinkedIn," and I, you know, I'm my my boss is telling me I need to use LinkedIn. I really don't use it. I've got my CV. What do I do? Mm-hmm. Ah, great, Deb. Let me recommend, mm-hmm. right? And then and I recommend to the right location. And now the right location sometimes could be their LinkedIn profile. Mm-hmm. The right location sometimes could be a funnel. Mm-hmm. Where where what happens is you're either downloading a uh, a PDF document mm-hmm. with tips, or you're getting to uh, one of the things we created recently was a 25 minute course, mm-hmm. um, which is a mini course to mm-hmm. the LinkedIn, right? So it talks a little bit about who I am and what I've done, and mm-hmm. then gives a number of tips, mm-hmm. right? So people get an, a, a fee- for those that don't know me, they mm-hmm. get a feeling for right. who I am and what the course mm-hmm. is about, and so that's another another approach that you mm-hmm. can take. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and I, I love, you know, that we have to make it easy for people because how many times have we gone and we can't figure out how to contact them? You know, and, and I'm like, really, I have no way to, to reach you or, you know, it's something, you know, that, that gets funneled off into never, never land. You know, it's, it's an info at, email address. Um, you know, and, and my understanding is that Google is really hating those, you know, and, and so we should do away with those no matter what, because everybody has an info at, but how many people even look at them? You know, they, they're in a different folder. If they even come into their, their outlook or their email programs, all those things, but you know, it's, it's simple. You can do things to make it simple for people to reach you and do business with you. And some of that is just responding. Uh, You know, I I love it when, say, I go to someone's Facebook business page. And in essence, I'm saying, hello, I would like to spend money with you. And I get crickets. 
<laughs> you know, it's like, okay, hello, I will go to the next person who might actually respond. And, you know, and it really could have been just a, a quick response from them. They could have said, you know, hey, you know, it's, it's Saturday night at 9 p.m., call us on Monday. Okay, you know, but if they don't ever respond, I don't like that, um, you know, and, and uh, you know, and, and, and I don't really like the canned responses, but I know, you know, there's, there are times where you're going to have to do a canned response because we're unfortunately in the day and age where we expect that if I'm, you know, up at 2 p.m. or 2 a.m. on a Saturday, somebody's going to respond to me, right? Um, so you get the, you know, you get the little patent answer. But it, to me, I'd rather not have an answer at all than to get the, hey, thank you so much for contacting us. Someone will be with you as soon as possible. Well, is that at 2.15? Or is that, you know, um, so, you know, make it easy for people. Make it easy for people to find you. Uh, you know, the, the, there's, there's just so many ways that that can be done that so many people miss. I, I, uh, so going back to LinkedIn, I'm so surprised when I'm having a LinkedIn conversation with a first level connection mm-hmm. and they ask me for my email address. Right. Because just to be clear, mm-hmm. you don't have to. And, and it's always surprising to me when somebody is looking for a job and wants to sell something and you look at their con- in their first level connection, you look at their mm-hmm. contact information, they don't have a phone number, they don't have an mm-hmm. email address. Right. I'm like, but aren't you using LinkedIn mm-hmm. for people to contact you, but you're right. not giving your phone number? Mm-hmm. Any- well, when I give it, people will spam me. Well, but also the people who really need you mm-hmm. can't find you, mm-hmm. right? So... So we've had, as the interviews, I've had uh, VPs, presidents of companies, um, large companies, give their phone number. Mm-hmm. As How do you, con- you know, last mm-hmm. question, how do people mm-hmm. reach out to you? How about people give their email address and phone mm-hmm. number, right? If you're running a public company and, and you give your email mm-hmm. address and phone number, trust me, whoever you are, you can put your stuff out there. So, right. but, but I'm interacting with people on, on LinkedIn Messenger. Mm-hmm. It's LinkedIn's at the moment still my favorite tool to use. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and people say, so how do I reach out to you? What's your email? Well, I do respond. But the mm-hmm. point is, it would have taken them less than, so first on LinkedIn, there's a place you could look at mm-hmm. contact info. Two, if you if you Google me and look at any of the, I think I must have 50 dom- active domains, but whatever number mm-hmm. of domains I have active, all of them have a contact us, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of, so it it's one of those things that, it, it shows that you don't have enough respect right. for the person mm-hmm. that you're talking with that you want to save their time, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. Just so if you're listening to this, you anyone you have a first-level connection to, you you have access. Most people put their MR address. Mm-hmm. Uh, many people put more stuff, some are light, right? Mm-hmm. And you could tell people who created their LinkedIn profiles like five to 10 years ago, mm-hmm. Because because people were much more light on the stuff they added versus mm-hmm. the stuff now, right? Um, but it's um, I, once again, your job is to make it as easy mm-hmm. as possible for people to find you, to right. interact with you, to mm-hmm. like you, mm-hmm. and want to do business with you, mm-hmm. right? Because if you don't, the next person will. You know, and and I mean that's that that's what it comes down to is if I'm picking between A and B and I can't figure out how to contact A, then I go to B. Um, you know, and, and because maybe I'm lazy, maybe I'm whatever, but it, it, I go to the easier one. Um, you know, I poke that easy button. So part of what we do, uh, that I do on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. part of the things I'll recommend to you 
is if you know your CPOP, mm-hmm. you know your customer point of pain, mm-hmm. and you've in your the jobs you've had, you've mm-hmm. articulated that you've solved that for other mm-hmm. people, you should also include short videos mm-hmm. of you talking. Right. Because what happens is people may once they get on you, they're going to say, tell me more. And then they see this video mm-hmm. and then you're talking and then you answer their question in your video. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, wait, yeah. I should talk to this person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And one of the things that I need to update my LinkedIn profile with is my cred reel that I did with you. So tell us a yes, little bit please. more about what a cred reel is. So a, um, it was really interesting when I, when I started the interviews. I, there was a lot of presents that I knew I was going to receive, but didn't actually know what they were yet. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those was turning the interview itself into a credibility sizzle reel. Mm-hmm. Um, I had Whitney Johnson, who has 1.8 million followers on LinkedIn, and she was one of the people I was interviewing. And, and I was getting very uh, focused on, on being able to mm-hmm. give some coaching up front actually conduct the interview, which is typically between six to eight minutes, mm-hmm. and ask for a video testimonial at the end. Mm-hmm. And Whitney, her video testimonial said, thank you, Mitchell, for letting me shoot my credibility sizzle reel. And we all know what a speaker sizzle reel right. is. Mm-hmm. And, and so at the time, I was a little bit flustered because I, I know what a speaker sizzle reel is, mm-hmm. right? That's where you know, you've got all this flashy stuff right. and somebody speaking to large audiences mm-hmm. and doing, you know, seeing how cool they are, right? And and I I couldn't, I, in Silicon Valley terms, I couldn't grok what she was saying. Mm-hmm. But I did say, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And then when I woke up in the morning, I understood what she was saying. Mm-hmm. A speaker sizzle reel basically allows a person to, to sizzle. Mm-hmm. A credibility sizzle reel allows the person to shine. Right. And it turns out that I have five questions that I ask mm-hmm. as part of the credibility sizzle reel and or the cred reel, and it allows you to shine. And mm-hmm. essentially, it starts with what's your CPOP, mm-hmm. you know, a couple seconds there. And then the next two questions are reinforcing that you mm-hmm. can do that properly. You know, question two, and, and you can go to thoughtleaderlife.com and, and see any of these. And, and we've, we've got lots of consolidated videos we'll, we, we've done and will be doing as well. Mm-hmm. Second question is, is sort of tell me more just kind of what is the service you offer? Mm-hmm. Third question, how do you have credibility? Mm-hmm. So in those first three questions, we're building trust. Right. Right. Trust is here's the audience that I mm-hmm. serve. Here's actually what I do. And here's mm-hmm. how I'm empowered to do what I do. Trust. Right. The fourth question is, how do you go about sharing your credibility? Mm-hmm. Now, part of that is uh, in terms of how people responded. Uh, part of that is what are the mechanical tools you're using to mm-hmm. share your stuff? Right. I think but, I said social media. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and that's only part of the answer, though. Mm-hmm. Because what the answer really is, is how do people actually get to see you? Right. And this goes back to when you said um, you need to be authentic in how mm-hmm. you do social media. Mm-hmm. How do people see the real you? Like, mm-hmm. what is that person which is you? Mm-hmm. And so oftentimes what people do is, is they're talking about the things they do as a servant leader, mm-hmm. or they're talking about... Um, how they add back or how they grow and learn mm-hmm. or how they spread cred dust, right? And, mm-hmm. and the, probably the thing that's interesting is I'll give you a CPOP, and, and this is something really powerful. It is um, a guy by the name of Jonathan Stone. 
And so I'm, I'm doing something pretty spectacular in terms of credibility. And part of what I'm doing in the, the membership community that I'm creating is I'm taking 20% of profits and giving it to charity. Cool. The first charity I'm giving it to is Jonathan Stones and his CPOP is food insecurity. Hmm. Apparently, and I, I just don't pay enough attention, there are millions of kids in the United States mm-hmm who that is their CPOP. Right. They're concerned about what comes When are next. they going to eat? Mm-hmm. And, and what, and, and so uh, Deb, let's put, let's put the, um, the um, link to, to this particular in the show notes. Let's okay. put the link to this, this interview. And what Jonathan has been successful at doing is getting companies to, to donate shipping containers, mm-hmm. solar panels, and the company Cisco to donate food. Hmm. And for every shipping container he sets up mm-hmm. in a particular location, mm-hmm. that represents two million year two million meals delivered a year. Wow. And you know, he is doing this out of his goodness of his heart. It's mm-hmm. one of those things that started on uh, when COVID came mm-hmm. because his existing business didn't work really well right. in a mm-hmm. COVID based world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he he needs support. He needs mm-hmm. sponsorship. He, mm-hmm. you know, it's He's done really well so far, but he's mm-hmm. basically taking doing his own thing to make this happen. He's an amazing guy. Right. And that to me, being able to see that type of human mm-hmm. is what comes out of a of a cred wheel. Mm-hmm. It is your cred wheel, the one that's done mm-hmm. on you, those people who are, who are paying attention. Mm-hmm. It's the opportunity for people to see you before they talk to you. Mm-hmm. It's that six to eight minutes to allow you to shine as a human mm-hmm. so that when somebody sees this, you then get invited to be at least one of the top three right. of those people who could mm-hmm. solve that problem. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's been a uh, I've been able to fine tune the craft. Mm-hmm. I could tell you the f- the first one was pretty yucky. Um, <laughs> the ones I'm doing now is are significantly better. There's always opportunity to learn, but I think where where it's valuable is that green room conversation mm-hmm. where there's a little bit of coaching up front mm-hmm. because there's something we've not been taught in society. Mm-hmm. We've not been taught on how to be brief we've been we've not been taught of how to have clarity Mm -hmm. and it turns out you mentioned in in uh in my bio one of my superpowers was pulling the genius out of somebody's head Mm -hmm. um a second superpower is building systems which is how i was able to to interview 500 people on just tuesdays and wednesdays in Mm -hmm. a one-year period the third superpower which i didn't actually know was important until uh, I was doing the interviews and that's clarity. Mm-hmm. And so being able to have clarity of purpose, clarity of focus, clarity of reason, mm-hmm. um, clarity of understanding of allowing other people to understand you is extremely powerful mm-hmm. in a world where we just have too many choices, too many options, too much information, too much data coming at us. Mm-hmm. We need, if somebody said to me, Hey, uh, they're C-suite exec and I've got, my LinkedIn profile sucks and I need to do something about it. And I don't even know what to do or where to go. Who do I talk to? If you put that phrase in my head of your CPOP, mm-hmm. I'm going to recommend you. Right. Right. And, and you're right. It's that short statement. It's not the I do. It's, it's that short and simple because we don't remember longer. You know, even if we've worked with the person, we still need short and simple. So I'll, I'll, I'll say mine again. Humans that want to be seen as credible. 
Mm-hmm. It's pretty broad. It's both a pain point and an aspirational point. Mm-hmm. But it does exactly then the next thing because people go, well, tell me more about it. What does that mean? Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I think that's where we get caught up is we try to answer the questions before they're even asked. And, you know, and we can't anticipate most questions, but we can anticipate something that will lead to the questions. Yeah. I, uh, I, uh, let, me, let me share something that, that we'll be writing about uh, that'll be in the book, Credibility mm-hmm. Nation. And it's when somebody says who you are and what you do, mm-hmm. um, what we often end up doing is sharing our value proposition first. Mm-hmm. Right, like I and, did. Mm-hmm. And, and it has a I or we in it. Mm-hmm. And the problem when you say I or we, and, and, and resumes have I mm-hmm. in it typically, right. is you kind of sound salesy. And when mm-hmm. you sound salesy, there's a piece of the population who, who actually will go, oh, wait, let me get away from, mm-hmm. the, you know, they turn off for the next right. 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And if your value proposition is 30 seconds long, they don't hear it. Mm-hmm. So, when I first started doing this, Deb, I was t- telling people the CPOP is in and the value proposition is out, and I was wrong. What I want to say is the value proposition is the third thing you should say. Mm. It's not, it doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. It's the third thing you should mm-hmm. say. The first thing is your CPOP. What is that mm-hmm. customer point of pain? Mm-hmm. Now, the second thing, the most important thing that's interesting is what do they want? Mm. So if you could have a and think of this as a really well-branded product. Mm-hmm. Um, Five-hour energy drink is a really well-branded right. product. It's what do they want? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my course, my LinkedIn course, mm-hmm. one-hour lead generator, mm-hmm. right? Because if you want to have your LinkedIn profile structured in such a way where when people get to it, they want to know more, when when Linked, when they go searching on the LinkedIn engine, your LinkedIn profile pops up. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the guys um, said that his, the number of people searched on him, searched on him increased 115% from one week to the next. Wow. Once he started deploying, mm-hmm. uh, it was small at the beginning, so those mm-hmm. numbers are all right. right? But still. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what happens is you, you want to do that with your LinkedIn. You mm-hmm. want to be able to... Uh, you want people to get drawn to you. Mm-hmm. And then the, the thing I was saying, going from CPOP to what do they want to value mm-hmm. proposition, you're basically, every time you say words out of your mouth, you're, you're saying something in such a way where you're buying the next 20 seconds mm-hmm. or next 30 seconds mm-hmm. or next three minutes. Right. So what's your CPOP? You, you, if you give that in, in three seconds, mm-hmm. oh, tell me more. Mm-hmm. Now you give the what do they want, you mm-hmm. know, another three to five seconds. Mm-hmm you know, or one second. And they go, wow, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Then you give your value proposition mm-hmm. and they, they still seem, incli- it seem inclined, then you could tell more, mm-hmm. right. right? But you're walking people down a path. Mm-hmm. Right. And what's important in a word of mouth marketing society, which is really where we are today, mm-hmm. what's important is not just that you're appealing to your prospect, but you're appealing to the person who's a recommender to your prospect. Mm-hmm. So in that particular case, shorter is not only better, shorter is necessary or you'll completely lose the attention of right. that person. Right. You know, and you also weed people out. I mean, you know, I think that's the other thing that so many people are worrying about 
is, well, you know, we got to keep them interested. We got to keep them interested. Nah, if they're not interested in what it is that you do, it's okay to let them go. You know, you gave them just enough information so that if they, you know, have a need or want to refer or something like that, they can come back to you. But you're not, and, and right, we've all had those people at the, the networking events that kind of follow you around and keep saying, but, 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 did I tell you? You know, and you're like, go away, go away. <laughs> um, you know, and, and so it's, it's okay to eliminate some people. It doesn't mean they're good, that you're bad, any of those things. It just means it's not a good fit right now. Agreed. Well, oh my gosh, Mitchell. It's been an hour. Can you believe this? We have been chatting for an hour um, and didn't even cover like half of the things I wanted to talk about. So, Holy cow, Batwoman. I know. We obviously have to have you on again, but we really want people to know how they find you and how they connect with you. So tell us all of that. Well, clearly LinkedIn is, is, one, is one way, and my name is Mitchell Levy. But the, the best way is I have a web page that pulls it all together. It's mm-hmm. MitchellLevy360.com. Mm-hmm. So M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L-L-E-V-Y-360.com. And there, what will happen, you'll get introduced with a video, whatever's the hottest at the moment. Um, it may not be this, but at the moment, it's that LinkedIn course mm-hmm. that is, that'll completely change your mind. But then you could connect to me on social media. Mm-hmm. And if this is of interest to you, you could also find time on my calendar. So you can go directly to my calendar and book time. And that's MitchellLevy360.com. Perfect. I love it. And again, you made it easy. <laughs> that's that's the key. Make it easy for people. Uh, yes. <laughs> Why do you want to recommend me? Global credibility expert. What are you recommending? Mitchell Levy 360. And, and by the way, you could book time directly on this calendar. And Perfect. You know, that's fun. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave everybody with? Try to reflect on this conversation. Um, it is okay publicly to say you're wrong. Mm-hmm. It is one of the first words out of your mouth is, Mitchell, I need to take your course again because I haven't implemented everything yet, and I will. I said that. Mm-hmm. And, and I just think that's what authentic really means. Mm-hmm. It's being the person who really is you that you would say to that person you, you know, like, and trust. Because that's what people are looking for. They're looking for that authenticity, that mm-hmm. vulnerability, that 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 integrity that you say what you do and you do what you say and you do it in a beautiful way. And, and that's who I am and Deb, that's who you are. And so that's when, when I interact with people, I want to interact with people who are very similar to me in terms of that thought process. Great. Well, I can't wait to see everything that's going to be coming out from you in October, the new book, all sorts of things. It's going to be so much fun. Um, and I'll be more than happy to spread the cred dust and, and talk about it because it, it's, it's something that I know will be so beneficial to so many people. Beautiful. Thank you. The, the, the hint, the two words, uh, it's Credibility Nation. I love and, it. And uh, that's the title of the book. And that is the title of everything else we're doing. And, and uh, there'll, be, there'll be a lot for you to look at. I'm looking forward to uh, interacting with you and having you be part of Credibility Nation. Perfect. I love it. And it's always so much fun talking with you. Cannot wait to do it again. Until then, I'm Deb Creer. I've been having a wonderful, wonderful time talking with Mitchell Levy. And everyone have a great day. Thanks. Take care, everyone. Bye now. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.